Hello and welcome back to another episode of the iHeart Tucson podcast. For episode 12, we are going to go over the Tucson housing market update. We're going to go over the whole year of 2021. We're going to see how the market performed. Did it go up? Did it go down? Did home prices go up or down? I think most of us already know that answer. I'm going to give a brief overview of how the market performed. Um, I'm also going to go over some quick facts, things that you guys might want to know, the price ranges, how they varied from year to year, how the price ranges varied from area to area, because believe it or not, all of Tucson is not selling for the same medium price. You've got homes up north, you know, same square footage, similar rooms, selling for completely different prices than what you're going to find on on the west side of town the central part of town you know and of course south side of town so we're gonna go over all of that i don't want to waste any time here let's dive right in so first let's go over a brief overview and from there we'll move on to some quick facts and data things like that that you guys are going to want to know so of course the question that everyone wants answered is how did the market do compared to 2020 obviously there is obviously 2020 was a bit hectic we don't have to discuss why everybody knows but that directly impacted the market nationally not just here in tucson many people believe that you know tucson is the only market right now with low inventory and that is just not the case if you go to california if you go to nevada if you go to the east coast all these markets are in similar situations and that is that they have crazy high buyer demand. That was the case in 2020, and it did not slow down at all in 2021. So, of course, the demand was driven by pandemic-induced changes to people's housing needs and preferences. Uh, what that means is because of what happened in 2020, uh, tons of people just started working from home. So we have tons of people working from home now. We've got just as many people in 2020 who were not working at all because they couldn't leave their homes. And because all of that, of course, people wanted to upgrade their living spaces. You know, in some cases, people might have been in a two or three bedroom. And now that they need a home office, they need to upgrade to a four maybe even a five bedroom. So that is directly affecting the market. So nothing really changed in 2021. You know, you still had people working from home. We did have a good amount of people going back to work, but it did not offset the amount of people that, you know, started working from home, maybe just didn't go back to work at all because they created their own business and still needed that extra space. So it did not slow down in 2021 at all. It accelerated from what was happening in 2020. So past two years, 2020 and 2021, we've got this crazy high buyer demand. People want to upgrade. And on the other side, the inventory of homes remained really low. So the home seller activity did not rise much. Definitely not enough to meet the demand of people that wanted to buy new homes. So of course mix that in with the low interest rates and you've just got the perfect recipe for you know exactly what we've been seeing we're seeing it in action i'm out a lot of times with clients and 
you know, we were thinking that we're jumping on a home that's a new listing, um, you know, feeling confident about moving fast. We get to the home and there's a line, you know, wrapped around the home, multiple offers. We've seen situations where we were in 10, 15 offer situations. And it is just hectic out there. You really just need to be prepared, have your ducks in a row before you even start looking at homes, because I'd hate for you to, I'd hate for you to go out, you know, and, and find a home that you like, fall in love with it, want to put in an offer and not even be able to do that because you're not, you know, you're not approved through a lender, have any paperwork, not informed really about how the process is. So that's exactly why, you know, why I created this podcast. I want to help inform you and let you know, you know, how for the people that have those questions of how do I get prepared? What do I do? We love working with clients like that because you do have people that believe that in order to buy a home, all they have to do is, you know, submit an offer and, and sign on the dotted line and that's it. And that's really not how the process works at all. So going back to this overview here, high buyer demand, low inventory of homes. So how do we fix that? How do we add more homes into the market? New construction, new construction. They did good. They, you know, obviously people want homes. They're building homes. That business is booming while strong. They did remain limited. And that is in part, no fault of their own whatsoever. Again, 2020 being a hectic year, it affects everybody, not just personally, but the big businesses as well. The builders, the builders had a tough time getting a hold of material. We all know that we all know about the supply chain issues that is going on right now. On top of that, throw in the labor shortages. It's tough to get people out there right now. You have the rise in material costs. Everything is just jumping up so fast. You know, one week, one week materials like wood can, you know, have a price and all of a sudden, you know, not even a week, you know, within a couple of days, that price can be completely different. So it's very hard to, it's very hard for the builders to move when they don't even know what they're paying for their material and they have no idea if they can get people out to do the job. So they were, most builders, if not all, were moving a lot slowly than what they usually do. They just... They weren't able to pump out the homes like they usually do. So it was difficult for them to scale quickly, which means less homes for me and you to purchase, unfortunately. So we have this recipe here now where the new construction home builders are moving a lot slower than what they usually do. So we're not getting the same amount of new construction homes in circulation. We've got a bunch of sellers. We've got people who own homes that do not want to sell in part, particularly because they're going to end up homeless. They have nowhere to go afterwards. And then third, you've got everyone that wants to buy. There's just nothing out there for them or very limited. I don't want to say nothing out there. There's definitely homes out there, but it takes some patience. So you add those three things and what you get is the strong seller's market of 2020 continuing and strengthening in 2021. We were still seeing multiple offers on every property. And that of course drives the prices up significantly higher. And that's what we saw for 2021. So now that I've given you guys a quick overview of what's been going on the past two years here in the market, I want to go over some quick facts of how the market performed really the past five years. Cause I don't want to just look back at 2020, obviously that those numbers are going to be inflated a bit. So I want to push it back to 2017 so we can really get 
a long-term overview of what this market is doing. And that'll give us a better idea of knowing how the market is going to do this year in 2022. And remember guys, what I said, what I said earlier about the high buyer demand, low inventory and construction, not being able to keep up. That is not isolated to Tucson or Arizona whatsoever. This is what we're seeing nationwide. Arizona, Tucson is not getting the short end of the stick at all. Everybody's, everybody is feeling this pain. So now let's get into the, the numbers, the market performance. The first statistics that I want to go over are pending sales. Pending sales is the number of homes that have accepted an offer, but they are still in the process of, you know, going through their escrow and, and everything that you have to do before you close. So pending sales, not technically closed yet. There is still the opportunity that the deal can fall through because of the buyer, because of the seller. You know, there's multiple reasons, but it's an offer accepted, but still not completely closed. Okay. So let's look over the numbers. I'm going to go ahead and screen share for all the people that are watching. And if you're not, don't worry about it. I'm going to read everything off. So the number of pending sales in 2021 in Tucson were 17,545. That is a two and a half percent increase from 2020. In 2020, we saw 17,114 pending sales in total. That's an increase of 431 pending sales from year to year. So the sales are going up, homes are being sold, the numbers are right there. Now let's take that back one more year to 2019, and we had 16,179 pending sales. So from 2019 to 2020, we had a 0.8 jump, not too, not too drastic, but then you see that big jump from 2020 to 2021. So the activity is there. People want to buy. And in most cases, sellers want to sell. There are tons of people out there that want to sell their home. Their problem is they have nowhere to go afterwards. We looked at 2019. Now let's go back all the way to 2017. Five years back from where we are now, there were 14,846 pending sales. So what that means is activity has been steadily going up year after year, even before the pandemic. So this is not a direction that that is pandemic induced, meaning home prices are not going up strictly because of the virus. This is a trend that we were seeing, you know, since 2017. So now that we took a look at pending sales, let's look at closed sales. Closed sales are homes that are listed on the market. They accepted an offer and they grew escrow and the deal is final, closed. So this is what we really want to look at. So for closed sales in 2021, we were up 3% from 2020. So 3%, uh, that is, you know, that's a nice jump. You see the activity is there. So now let's see, you know, from year to year for the past five years, how, you know, is that a jump that we don't regularly see? Is it normal? If we go back to 2018 to 2019, we had a 4% jump in closed sales. So it's not unusual. Now let me go back to 2021 closed sales. Like I said, we had a 3% an increase the total number of closed sales and that we had last year 2021 was 17,254 2020 we had 16,700 now tucson is a big area so i want to see which part of town is seeing the biggest increase in activity and if you look here and if we look at 
the data. It looks like the Benson area and the extended Southwest are seeing the biggest jumps in closed sales. The extended Southwest had a 24% increase from last year in closed sales, meaning there's a ton of activity there. A lot of people want to move. They're, they're looking at the extended Southwest. If we take a look at the south side of Tucson, they had a 3% increase in closed sales. Centro had a 5.8, almost 6% increase. The east side of town got a 5.9% increase in closed sales. And the north got about a 10.6. So as far as as far as places in town, of course, you know, upper northwest, northeast, those areas are seeing the biggest increase in closed sales. Meaning if you want to move to those areas, that's where the competition's at. You're going to see multiple offer situations. You have to be prepared. You got to show up with your pre-approval. You have to bring you have to find yourself an agent that is on top of it and moves fast because these sellers have no emotions. They want what they're looking for is someone that can close. And what I mean by that is not someone that's kind of dabbing into a home, someone that's not prepared. You know, if you're showing up and you don't have your ducks in a row, you haven't talked to your lender, you don't really have a realtor, you know, the sellers look at that and they say, well, I have five other offers on the table. These other guys are prepared. These other guys have pre-approval letters. You know, I'm in contact with their loan officers even if your offer technically is higher there's a good chance there's a great chance that they're going to go with the people that are prepared because they know that they can close they're not going to back out of the deal okay so now we're going to look at the inventory of homes for sale and this was the inventory at the end of the year. You know, how many homes are listed on the market? For 2021, we were left with 1,364 homes for sale. That is down almost 1%, 0.9% from 2020, where in 2020, we had 13. 1,377 homes for sale. So while you're seeing, you're seeing closed sales go up, you're seeing pending sales go up, you're seeing new listings go up, inventory of homes is down almost a whole percent. Now let's look back another year. So from 2021 to 2020, we're down 1%. If we look at the numbers from 2020, we had 1,300 homes of inventory. In 2019, we had 2,500 homes of inventory. Look at that big drop, 45%. So obviously we know why we had that big drop in 2020. But if you look back, you know, perspective, we stayed around there for this year. And that's what you want to see. You know, you, you don't want to see another drop like 40% like how we did last year. You want to see us, you, what you want to see is, is the inventory of homes keeping up with last year, which is the first step. The first step is, you know, can we get back to where we were last year? And then from there, try to slowly creep up. So we did see that in total. I know I said 0.9% less homes in inventory 2021 compared to 2020. But if you look at the exact numbers, that's only 13 homes less than the year before that. Basically the same thing. So as far as inventory of homes, the market was able to repeat what it did last year. Now for buyers, what they want to see now in 2020 is, can we move up? Obviously, we're not going to get to the 2019 numbers of 2,500, but you want to see that slow climb, or at least for the market to do what it did the past two years and stay around 1,300. You know, what you don't want to see is at the end of the year, December, January, for the market to take another 5% hit, 10% hit. And you definitely don't want to see the market take another 45% hit 
like it did in 2020. So inventory of homes did have a negative percentage technically, but you're seeing it kind of consolidate and get ready to, to shoot up. And but you're seeing that there's opportunity there for for the market to bounce back and you know get some new inventory of homes 2022 now what part of town had the biggest increase in inventory of homes the extended southwest they saw nearly a 200 percent increase in inventory of homes at 192.9 percent so the extended southwest you know they're they're catching on they're selling they're cashing out the second biggest increase from last year to this year is southwest they had a 58.3 percent increase in their inventory followed by the upper southeast where they had a 33.3 percent increase and that is followed by southeast who had a near 30 percent increase in inventory so people in the south are you know they're seeing that they're seeing that equity come in and, and they're definitely taking advantage now the homes that didn't see much increase in inventory we have the northeast they took a negative 14 percent from last year to this year homes of inventory for sale so it looks like people in the northeast are not selling central also had a negative percentage from last year. They had 6% less homes of inventory for sale than in 2020. And then we have the west side of town that saw a 3% drop of inventory of homes compared to 2020. So as you see, those are, those numbers are, are pretty wide. You go from you know parts of town having a 200% increase of homes to parts of town having negative, negative so no increases. So they're having less homes for of inventory for sale. So keep that in mind when you're out, when you're looking for home, when you're looking for homes, you know, the part of the parts of town that you guys are looking for does matter. You just saw it right now. All right. Now that we've gone over. All right. Now that we've gone a little bit over the inventory of homes for sale, I want to dive into the average and median sales price as long as as well as the days on the market. So first we'll go over the median sales price. The median sales price for a home in Tucson in 2021, $314,000. That is a 23% increase from 2020 where homes on median were selling for $255,000. That is nearly a $60,000 increase year to year. 59,000 to be exact. We told you guys, we told you this was gonna happen. For the people that were waiting, that might've cost you 60 grand. Now, if we go back another year to 2019, homes were being sold for 233,000. So that, so 2020 saw a you know, 20 grand increase as well. If you go back to 2018, homes were being sold on median for 217,000. And if you go back to 2017, homes were being sold on median for 204,000. So as you can see, homes have been going up for a while, five years now of, of every year, having a positive jump in home prices. Most people think that this is only happening because of the pandemic. The numbers are right there. This has been happening for a while. 
2020 definitely accelerated it. There were catalysts, like I said earlier. So 2020 had an impact on the huge jumps that we're seeing, but the jumps were there. 2017, you can get a home for 205,000. 2019, you weren't finding those homes on median. You were, you know, you were looking at homes that for 233,000 long before the pandemic, those houses were jumping up in price. So now that we've gone over the median sales price for the overall Tucson market, now let's break it down into sections like how we did earlier. The extended Southwest saw the biggest jumps in median sales price. Homes in that area were selling for 97% more than what they did last year. Pima Southwest comes second. Their homes in that area are selling for 40% more than what they were last year. And if we look at the areas that saw the least amount of increase, that's going to be the extended Northwest, the Upper Southeast, and the Benson St. David area. Those are seeing about a 25% increase. So no part of town saw a decrease. Everywhere in Tucson, homes went up at least 23%, up to 97%. So of course, it comes to no surprise, we're predicting 2022 home prices are gonna go up again. There's nothing here in the data that, that tells us that we're gonna see a decrease. It might not, the increase might not be as big of a jump in numbers. We might not see that 23% yearly now, but you know, look back at 2017 to 2018, those, that was a 6% jump year to year. 2018 to 2019, we saw a 7.5% jump year to year. So we figure it's going to be somewhere in the middle, but there is going to be an increase. Don't wait. Okay. Now that we're done with the median sales price, let's hop over to days on market. This is the part that can be very frustrating for all the buyers out there. First, I'm going to go over days on market overall for Tucson. And then just like before, we're going to break it down by areas. So in 2021, average days on market were 17. 17 days to make a decision. Just so you guys can know how crazy that is. I'm going to take it back all the way to 2017, where the average days on market were 44, 44 days on market. That's a 27 day difference, almost a month in those five years. Now, if you think almost a month in those five years, so from 2017 to 2018, we saw a two-day drop. 2018, homes were on the market for 42 days. 2019, we saw a slight drop again, but not much, 39 days, three days less than the year before. Then you bring in the crazy 2020 year, where homes dropped nine days to 30 days on market to sell. Still, you know, you have a month, Homes are on the market a month, and that's still giving you an opportunity. Now cut that almost in half to 2021 with 17 days on market. You add onto that the low inventory of homes, the huge flood of buyers that show up, and there's why you're having 10, 15, and in some cases, 20 offers on one home. It's you know, the answer is right there. They're going quick. Now let's go over what areas have the biggest increase on days on market and which have the least. The extended Southwest saw 110.3% increase on days on market, which means those homes out there are, you know, they're sitting there. 
they're getting might not be getting those multiple offer opportunities. Pima Southwest saw a 51 and a half percent increase for days on market. So we're seeing two areas right now that saw an increase and big increases. So if you're looking for homes in the Southwest and Southeast, you've got a bit of a better opportunity than these other areas here. Compare that to the North side. So that would be Marana, Oro Valley, North Tucson. They had a negative 42.9%. Negative, not positive, like extended Southwest and, and Pima South, extended Southeast, not positive, like Southeast and Southwest, negative. So those homes up there in the North, they're going fast. Those are the ones that are getting the multiple offers, three days on market, two days on market, you know, one day on market with 10 offers It's because their days on market got cut nearly in half from last year. The Southeast and the West also saw a 42% decrease on days on market from 2020 to 2021. And then we have Central with a 33% decrease for days on market and the East with 30% decrease for days on market. So unless you're looking for homes deep in the South, you need to move quick. You need to be prepared. Like I said earlier, I know I keep saying it, but preparation, man, it really does make the difference. So that's going to do it for this episode. I don't want to make it too long to overview everything that I went over, because I know it is a lot of numbers. 2022, what's gonna happen in 2022? Well, obviously we're not fortune tellers. If we knew that exact answer, we'd be rich, we wouldn't be working. I wouldn't be here today. But based off of the numbers that we saw for the past five years, we can make highly accurate predictions, as I'd like to say. So for 2022, looks like we're going to see the same trends we saw the past two years, really 18 months. We're going to see home prices push higher. Yes, higher. I know people, you know, they don't want to hear that. They're waiting for the crash. They want to, they want to try to catch a falling knife, as we say. And that's, you know, not what we're seeing. Home prices are going to be going up. On top of that, mortgage rates something that we have not talked about yet, are on the rise. And we're expected they're continued to rise over the year. I know we've seen a few jumps already, but expect for it to get higher. You know, we're, we might get close to that 4% by the end of the year, which means monthly, you're going to be paying a little bit more. The good thing about that is because of those mortgage rates jumping up a bit, you're not going to see those high, crazy 2020 housing price increases. We're still expecting the homes prices to go up, like I just said, but it's going to be more slowly. So housing affordability remains an important factor. And with that, we're going to go ahead and end this podcast episode 12. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube. If you guys want to see the video version and clips of today's episode, our Instagram is at realtor underscore Jen and Jose, J-E-N-A-N-D. J-O-S-E. Our YouTube page is iHeartTucson. And we also have an Instagram page solely for this podcast, for the iHeartTucson podcast. And that iHeartTucson Instagram page is 
I Heart Tucson Podcast, I-H-E-A-R-T, Tucson Podcast, all one word. And make sure to keep a lookout for our next episode coming soon, where we're going to go back to highlighting some local businesses. And we are going to and we are going to make a top five best burgers in town. This is going to include, you know, the best burgers, not just on one side of town, because Tucson is big. We're going to, you know, so our so our list might be a bit biased, but we want people to know about all the best businesses in town, not just on one side of town. So keep a lookout for that. We're going to have a video where we visit all these places you know, try out the burgers, find out more about them. So we've got that video coming out. We're going to have a blog as well. Keep a lookout for that. And of course, the podcast where we go over, you know, where we go over what we learned when we visited these businesses, what we thought about their burgers. And we're not going to decide the top five. I mean, we're going to give you guys our top five, but we're going to let you guys decide, you know, what do you think? Did we miss something? Did we miss a burger place that you guys think should be on there? Do you agree with what we think? So we want you guys to definitely be interactive with that. We do different businesses every month. This month it is burgers. Next month, it can be something completely different. Definitely give us some ideas in the comments, uh, in the DMs, you know, what what type of businesses should we highlight next? Doesn't have to be food at all. So thank you guys for joining us and we'll see you next time.